Hi, y'all. I'm Amy. And I'm Jess. And we are two sober women committed to helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships, and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. Hi, y'all. It's Amy and Jess, and we're so excited to be here for this episode. And today we're talking about optimizing the way you generate. And we're talking about generating in all senses. Generating love, generating money, generating all of the things that that really make you feel good. And, you know, before we started this episode, I was just telling on myself as you hear me say often, to just that even though these times are challenging and uncertain, I am really enjoying what's happening in my life, what's happening in my relationships, what's happening, you know, just for the growth that I'm experiencing. And I'm super grateful to be in this place, to be having this conversation, to be with one of my best friends right now, having this conversation with you and really spending some time talking about how you can optimize this time to generate for yourself, for your family, for the people you love and for the people that you haven't even met that you love, like your grandkids and beyond. Yeah, this is a really important topic. And I spent a lot of time this past week thinking about it because everything has changed in the last two months. Everything um, normal is no longer normal anymore. And it's just been such a deep time of reflection and realignment and regeneration, as you just said, Amy. And I I have to agree wholeheartedly. This, This has been one of my favorite passion projects coming together and talking about all the things that we love to talk about and sharing sharing all of that with our listeners it just there's a different um that it's possible to have a different way of life that feels in alignment for you and especially around this topic of how to generate and and we're going to really dive into how to generate income and how to generate purpose right because i think that's one two of the things that are are really apparent right now. And I love this quote, and I'm just going to share it real quick about how, you know, normal wasn't working. I think we've seen a lot of people post that on social media and we're like, yeah, normal wasn't working, but okay, how do we then align into what is? And this quote says, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal, other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. And that is from Sonia Renee Taylor. And I don't know, that's just really speaking to me right now. And, and it's exciting because it's like we get to pause and start over and really find that alignment. Oh, yes, Jess. And I just, I mean, I just feel all kinds of things when I hear that because it's just so true. And maybe you're listening right now and you're like, how the heck do I stitch a new garment? I don't know where to start. What does generating mean? And that's what this episode's all about. So we're going to take you through some stories and we're going to keep it simple and have fun and do all the things that we do here. 
and just, you know, knowing maybe you felt some kind of way when you felt, when you heard the word greed or lack or disparity or all of the things that are in these words that like, you know, it's true disconnection in this episode and our conversation, what we're always talking about on the optimized life is connection. So, Ooh, I just, I'm looking forward to hearing from you, Jess, and just digging in. Yeah, I'm really excited to dig into this as well. And I think what, what we'll do is we'll, we'll kick it off by asking you, do you love the action you take moment to moment as you're generating, right? As you're generating income, as you're generating money, as you're generating purpose? And how does it feel in your body when you generate that? And so, Amy, I would love to share from, from your perspective, from a trauma-informed perspective, tell me, tell me what, how does somebody define that and how does somebody feel in their body what's in alignment and what's not when it comes to generating? Yeah. Mm. So, okay, I just want to, I want to start with a story. So right now I feel like I might cry because this is so in alignment with how I believe, how I live. Like I feel butterflies in my stomach. My there's little tinglies around my heart, and like literally, I feel so just whoo. Yes, this is the thing. Now maybe you're listening and you're like, how do you how do you tune into all of that, Amy? Like, what are you doing? And maybe it feels scary to feel these things, and that's okay. It's okay. However, I know that when I'm feeling these things. That is how I want to feel moment to moment while I'm doing the work that I share with the world. When I'm with my clients, I feel this often and, and it's okay. It's vulnerability to the max for sure for me. And it's also like, oh my gosh, I get to generate my money, my income, the things that I get to do while I feel like this. So, you know, when we ask like, how does it feel in your body when you generate money? I often talk to people and they feel stressed out. They feel anxious. They have headaches. They have joint pain. They have um, a sick stomach. They feel all kinds of things. And here, let me tell you something. I felt like all of those things too, when I wasn't aligned with, with how I feel. I powered through. I did all kinds of things that did not help me to feel good while I was making money. And you know, the funny thing is, is like, I was making lots of money. <laughs> However, you know, as I literally aged, it was not going to work like that forever for me. You know, I mean, it led me to almost trying to kill myself. <laughs> so I was burnt out. I was tired. I was exhausted. I was all those things. Cause that's how I felt moment to moment while I was making money. And Jess, I would love to hear from you on, you know, what that experience has been like for you and what you've transformed from, because I had to make some major changes and I still have my real estate license and I still love real estate. Now I can meet it with these emotions though, when I support people in real estate, if I do, right. And I'm like being heart centered. And maybe if you're listening out there, you've never thought about these things before. And maybe you brag about how great you feel to be stressed out and to be so busy and to be, you know, working so hard. So Jess, I would love to hear from you on how this feels in your body. 
So much of what you said was my experience as well. And, you know, we're not taught this. We're not taught, you know, when we're, when we're little and when we're dreaming about our careers and, and what that could be um, to think about that. Like, how, how does that feel in your body or how would that feel in your body? And, and very similar to you, when I was designing trading systems for Wall Street, it was during the last market crash. So 2008, very similar times to what we are going through right now. And, and in, you know, everybody said, gosh, you should be grateful. You have this great job that pays you a ton of money. And inside I was like, but the very money-making activity is tied to people losing their homes and losing their retirement. And it didn't feel good in my body. And for me, it was like this vis visceral reaction when I got in my car hungover every morning um, to drive to work and and it was like this, this visceral reaction. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to sit in meetings. I don't, I'm not aligned with the work I'm doing. And I would literally think about like, what would it be like to have a plow on the front of my car as I sat through 45 minutes um, each way of traffic, right? To get there and get back. What would it be like to just crash into the person in front of me? And so I knew when like my thought, my thinking was starting to get to that point that I had to do something. And that sounds violent, but I mean, that's literally like, like how my body was feeling. And so it just got to the point for me where I would ask myself, if I died tomorrow, did my life have any meaning or purpose? And, and I, you know, work isn't everything, but we spend so much of our time generating, right? Um, so much of our week is, is spent generating income. So without it being aligned, um, yeah, it's just like this, this spiral, this death spiral of your soul. And so that was the aha moment for me. Um, and it was really just listening to, to how, how I felt in my own body. So similar to what you said. And I just really wanted the very money making, the generating activity to be tied to something that um, lifted up the world, that left the impact that I so, you know, I so envisioned myself making, you know, and so that, that was kind of my feelings and, and very similar. So if that's how you're feeling when you get up and have to show up for your generating activity, <laughs> then this is the episode for you. We're going to, we're going to really talk through how to shift that. And, and I, I just want to say before I kick it back to you, because I love how you say this, Amy, but every day is a new opportunity to pause, reflect, and realign with your core values. And that's never been so relevant as it is today. We're, we have been given this forced pause to do that. And so I, I would love to hear how you have kind of, how you and your journey, how did you realign with your core values and what did that look like? Totally. And Jess, I just love that story so much. And I also want to give listeners some like wiggle room here, y'all. If you don't know like how you feel, if you don't know what your core values are, if you, if you don't want to save the world, you just want to save you and your family, that's all okay. <laughs> right? Like you have permission to do whatever feels good to you. And oh, I just want to grant so much permission right now. And that kind of leads me into my core values. So I spent the, my, the majority of the life that I've been alive for, it, like making how I feel wrong. I mean, the stomach aches that I was having when I was three, four years old, wrong. 
oh, the anxiety, the, the this, the that, like all body sensations. I might add to this. I didn't know what anxiety was. Just wrong, 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 wrong. And it's interesting because um, as a I'm, I, I lean on that utilitarian side where like I want things to be functional. I want them to make sense. And that's one of my core values. Like you will see me take shortcuts all over the place and not follow the rules because I'm like, huh, why do I have to go that way? This makes more sense to me. And I get to the same result. So being okay with that, giving myself permission to not follow the, 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 the normal thing um, was a big part of me stepping into the entrepreneur lifestyle that I've had my whole life right? Like I was defined as unmanageable from my, from my mentors. And so they're like, it's easier if we 1099 you, like you're a liability, <laughs> so, but I'm really good at what I do. So how do I, how do I take that and then align how I generate and be in alignment with that? And I, you know, I think for me, it was, I was so out of integrity and I don't, it took so much pain to get me into integrity because um, I thought that the result was what other people told me that I was supposed to have, especially, and you know, it's like, ugh, it's so hard to admit this, but my relationship with San Francisco had so much to do with that. And it's not, and you know, it's, it's a very expensive place to live. And, um, oh gosh, I just love that place so much. And I was kind of in this, I was out of alignment with, I was in love with how San Francisco made me feel and out of love with what I had to do in order to, to be super successful there, which meant, I, I mean, I was making upwards of $200,000, but I wasn't really happy it, but it was so confusing, right? So maybe you're in this place, right? Where you're like, I have to make this much money to like make my family work and live the life that we want to live. And I love where I live. And, you know, like now where I am, I wouldn't trade how I feel now to go back there and to have to get back into some kind of unaligned work. So this is a huge part of me coming into my values. And I think they're all kind of wrapped up in one and um, it makes a lot of sense. And Jess, I'd love to hear from you and your perspective. Wow. So much, again, so much of what you just said is, is, has been my experience too, because environment really means everything. And that has become a core value for me. And that, that spans so many different areas, right? It could be, um, yeah, living wh where you're living, the actual geographic location, um, the, the order in your home and how that makes you feel. And, and I think, you know, as I moved um, away from my corporate job, which was society's definition of success and into my own definition of alignment and success, yeah, environment played a huge role in that. And also, you know, thinking about how, how we could start to, to minimize things, to free up time. 
And, and I think that's what kept, kept coming up as you said that, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm taking notes of what you're saying. And environment is so important. And also, you know, if you're looking right now or thinking about making a change right now, and we've both done it, right? One of the things that, that made it so much easier for me was, um, yeah, kind of minimizing my environment and my expenses. And I know that's not really the topic, but I feel compelled to bring that up because as you said, you know, you're living in this great city, but it was so expensive to live there. And then, you know, you had to do work that wasn't in alignment. And I know a lot of people feel that way. And so when I quit corporate America, we, we downsized everything. We got rid of everything we didn't need. And that was not because, um, yeah, I mean, there was a financial component to that just because I was leaving that income, but it was also a freedom component of getting rid of all these things that were like holding me back or tie, like tying me down. And so, you know, when we, when we started to get rid of things, we looked at all of our expenses, we got rid of everything that was no longer serving us, all the things that society said was the definition of success, which when I stopped to actually think about it for myself, didn't bring me happiness. <laughs> We were able to really like hone in on, on living with much less, which didn't mean I had to make less, but it took that pressure off for me to be able to step into this new reality of being able to align money with purpose. So um, that could be something that you look at in, in addition to defining your core values for yourself. And I actually went through this um, this process right before we got on this, because I was like, have I ever actually sat down and defined my core values? And I tell you what, it's good to just have them in front of you. It's a good reminder because then, you know, when you're doing that money making activity, you can look at them and say, does this align and get me to this life of these core values? And so it was a fun exercise. If you haven't done that, just Google core value list and, and write down five or so that, that you want your, this new kind of way of life post, pre, post, during pandemic um, to, to really align with afterwards. And so some of the things for me um, were integrity and just like always uh, doing the right thing and, and making sure that that alignment feels good in my own body, being um, having integrity to my, my own body. So that's, that's important. Freedom is a huge thing for me. And it's not necessarily like freedom from, from government and oppression, but more so freedom from, from somebody else dictating my time and worth. Right. And so that has become one of my huge like driving factors every single day, because I love that I get to define my day. I get to define what I do to generate that income. I get to define how much I work and that's, that's true freedom. Right. And then service is what I do tied to lifting somebody, the world, the planet up, right? That's really important to me. And then, um, you know, impact, making sure that, and I love, I love what you said, Amy, like you don't have to be, you know, you don't, you don't have to change the world, right? That you don't, if you don't have big goals to do that, and that's not in alignment with you, that's okay. Um, that's a hundred percent. Okay. Right. You do whatever feels good for you and your body with your family but um, the, the impact side has always been something that really um, struck me to my core. And that was from a very early age when I was really little in my dad's woodworking shop. And I just remember him, you know, milling these huge, you know, trees. And I, I, would, I would stand by these trees and like, you know, hug them. And I just felt like I, it really saddened me that our family's income was tied 
to kind of this destruction of the planet. And so, you know, that, that was a feeling for me very early on that kind of leads me into my last core value, which is sustainability. And, and, and my dad did beautiful woodworking, um, you know, beautiful furniture, beautiful work. And, but yet there's that little piece of me that was like, oh, but it's tied to like our oxygen consumption, you know? <laughs> so, you know, that you may or may not have that feeling, um, something like that, and that's okay. So go ahead and do that. Um, it's a fun exercise, especially right now. Um, define that for yourself. And then the, la the last thing in, in this, in this um, you know, subject that I think we want to cover is just the difference between static and leveraged income. And we talk, we talk about that in some of our previous episodes, but now more so than ever, you know, when you're exchanging time for money, there is, um, it, that's not as optimized as it could be. Now, you know, you, a portion of your income might come from that and that's fine, but also it's really important right now to think about ways to leverage your income. And that can come from a variety of different sources. And we actually might do a whole other podcast on that because I think that would be really fun. But, you know, things like um, rental income, affiliate income, you know, advertising income, direct sales income, it's now more than ever to have multiple streams of income and, and some that are leveraged. So that means it's making money um, for something you've done one time, right? It's making money over and over again. It's so important to start, if you haven't already, to start looking at, at ways to ge generate leveraged income. Because that having that allows you to, it frees up time for you to live more um, in alignment with what is really fulfilling. So that, that kind of covers our first topic. And now I would love to jump in. Do you have anything to add, Amy? I do. I just want to say a few things. Just, I'm always thinking through that trauma-informed lens. So, okay, again, y'all, this could be activating for you. You might be thinking in your head, like, uh, whatever, this is not possible for me. You know, this isn't, I want to turn this off. I don't want to listen to this. Like, what do my values have to do with anything? And I really want to just invite you to feel into what would it be like to thrive and not just survive? Because we're talking about optimizing here, right? We're not talking about like staying stuck. We're talking about how do we get unstuck? How do we do things differently? So we're going to include this link to a place where you can go to Google and just explore it, like get crayons, out and start writing, you know, what are my values? I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I just went through this exercise with someone that I love dearly and we got really clear about three things that like are super important. And, and I, and I framed it up in like Maslow's hierarchy. I'm like, okay, cool. Now we know our really like our basic needs. Like if we don't have these things, we are not happy people. <laughs> right. And they're super basic, you know, it's like really good, delicious food being in the water often, having awesome, pleasurable sex, like those three things, like I need, you know, it's okay. And then to like up level from there and go, how do I want to feel my body while I'm generating the income for me and my family and the people I love so that I can have these things. Right. So this is a very fun conversation. And when you have leveraged income, then you have more flexibility to experience all these things. 
Awesome. So true. And, and again, like to me, like having good quality food, getting in the water and surfing and, and having connection with my partner is like on the top of that list too. So thank you for sharing that. Cause it's like, yeah, like what is life for if it's not for like those sorts of things? And, you know, sometimes it sucks that we actually have to like generate income, right? Can't, can't we all just use our, our strengths and our gifts to, to barter and live amongst ourselves, you know? I'm jumping in the RV. I'm jumping in the RV. We're going places, Jess. <laughs> it, yeah. Unfortunately, we live in this world, though, that requires that. And in and, and, and that, you know, so to be able to shift that into something that feels in alignment is so important, especially today. And, and I think, you know, some of the things that like maybe nobody told you about how to generate money and how to generate these things, I, I would love to go into a, a couple of those because to me, we both had, had, have had big awakenings around this, right? Like everything we thought we knew um, wasn't reality, but it was conditioning that we had been taught from, you know, our family structure, our society, um, those sorts of things. And, and I would say a couple things right now, because I see a lot of people, you know, I'm going to get this degree and do this and doing that. And, and I, I'm going to say something a little controversial. I'm going to say that, you know, going into massive debt with college isn't isn't necessary anymore. It doesn't necessarily uh, guarantee financial security. And honestly, you know, I'm really grateful for the experience that I had in college, but sometimes I wish I could get that $150,000 back because I could really do something great with it, right? Um, and it took, you know, eight years of college, 10 years of climbing my way up the corporate ladder to realize that I didn't want any of that to begin with, right? But sometimes you have to go through that so you can, you know, so you can do something different and also help others that want some. So there, there's some gratitude in there. So that's one of the things that really sticks out. Um, exchanging time for money doesn't create financial security either. And you are, and I hate to say this, but I've learned this through my own career path. You are, I am replaceable and um, I can be let go at any time. And I'll, I'll just share a quick story. When I was working at um, one of the financial firms, I'm not going to call them out by name because they've really been good to us and it's a great company. But I remember when I, I was advocating for myself to get a raise, right? I had been promoted to architect, but it, they didn't give me the, the, the monetary salary increase that like should have come along with that. So I was advocating for myself and, and which I also think, you know, want to um, encourage you all to do as well. If you don't ask, you'll never know. And so um, just really want to instill that in you as well. And so I had asked for that and they said, no. And I said, I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to another company and get that $30,000 a year increase that I know should come along with this title change. And I thought to myself, gosh, I'm so important. I've been, you know, I've been involved with so much of the systems creation. They're not going to be able to replace me. And, and I was like, I'm going to really stick it to them. Right. And so when I quit, um, you know, they literally replaced me two weeks later and somebody, um, somebody that I knew that I used to work with was saying, gosh, we really love your replacement. She's awesome. You know? And I was just like, yeah. And so again, I was trying to like prove, prove my worth and it didn't really matter. So just take that control back. That's been a really empowering thing for me. And then not having to settle for the status quo. Right. I mean, uh, that's the other big thing that really stands out because when we're growing up, it's like if you're not a doctor or a lawyer or some of these jobs that, that are perceived as success, right, in our, in our world, um, yeah, you just don't have to settle for that. I remember I, I 
I started out as pre-med, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. And then I even like started studying for the LSAT to get my, <laughs> to be a lawyer. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this either. But these are the only, you know, things that are deemed, you know, credible in our society. And so I think what's interesting is to watch this, this whole paradigm shift happening right now with coronavirus, with automation. And um, just know that, uh, yeah, now's the time to, to definitely align with what, what you feel good about because none of the, those jobs are becoming obsolete. I mean, there are, you know, robots that do surgeries now. There are, um, you know, auto, automation that actually is more efficient as a lawyer, right? So it's just interesting to watch all these things that we perceived as successful. Now, you know, obviously they're, they're not completely obsolete, but that, that is happening. So now is now more than ever, you know, is the time for you to really kind of feel that in your body and follow whatever it is that, that feels good to you. So I would love to hear from you, Amy. Yeah, what what did no what did people not tell you about optimizing the way you generate income? Not much. A pension, a pension, a pension. <laughs> I just, I mean, I came from you know frontline workers and it, that all had a pension that still have a pension, and I'm so grateful for their pensions because they all retired at such young ages, and my life looks so different. You know, um, I've made a lot of choices to have freedom because freedom is one of my mainest things, as my daddy would say. And um, I would say that even through all of the struggle that I've had, I've had a lot of freedom. And I've chosen this life. I've never been pregnant. I'm, you know, not married. I've been in beautiful relationships. And that's important to me because that's generative. And I want people to hear this over and over and over again. Generative is a feeling that you create, generating from within so that you generate on the outward. It's all this reflection, you know, and, and we forget that. We forget that. My, I, have, I drive a 98 Accord, y'all, and I'm freaking proud of that. Like, it's because of my values. Like, I don't need a new car. I just, it works right? And it's wasteful, in my opinion. These are all my opinions. This does not mean you live this way. But it works, right? And it's fine for me. And it helps me stay aligned with my values. Because I like to go have experiences. I like to generate enough to have experiences. And very similar to you, I don't need a lot to live. I just don't. And I like that. I like that about me. I love nice things. And I look nice. And I like all this stuff. However, you know, staying with that status quo, settling for the things that people told me that I was supposed to have and supposed to do, um, exchanging time for money, huge. And I got that a long time ago. I was just like, ooh, this is not how I want to do this thing. And, you know, I always go back to the story of like, when I graduated from, from Texas, I, um, I immediately wanted to be a yoga teacher. Like literally that same month, I was like, I'm going to go to training. And, um, and it took me 10 years to do that, to actually go to training. And I knew that whole time that I was stepping into being out of alignment. You know, it's like, you know, like, you know, and you ignore it. And so how many of y'all out there have been ignoring that? And exactly, we're in a pause right now. We're in this place. So what is the new way of your life, listeners? You know, I mean, I know I have spent a lot of time. Oh, and I'm just so excited because I feel a new level of freedom right now. That my life is going to already feels, feels so different. 
during this thing because I'm going to make even more bold choices and I'm so excited about it. And I do use leverage income to do this and it helps me be the, the practitioner that I am, you know, Oh, I get, I'm so excited. So Jess, let's talk about this new way of life. Yeah, let's. Um, I love everything that, that you shared for sure. And again, it's just this pause, this great awakening. Um, yeah, just this, this ability to reflect. Um, and I think as we have reiterated over and over again, alignment is more important than ever, really taking that time to listen to that. And I love what you just shared because we've all felt it. Like this isn't right, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> And now you have this opportunity to say, no, I'm not going to live my life that way anymore. So alignment is super important right now. Um, having those multiple streams of income, leveraged income is so important right now. And that's so much of what we teach our tribe on how to create. So um, if you are looking for that, we would love to bring you into our tribe and just like, yeah, show you that there's different ways to do that. Um, the Having the flexibility to work from home is kind of a no brainer right now. Right. So when people say, gosh, how has your life changed post or, you know, during the pandemic, like nothing has changed for us. We just go to Costco less, you know, um, that's the only thing that's changed for us and our housekeepers aren't coming anymore, <laughs> you know, and, the, and I'm actually really sad about that. Um, but again, you know, so having that flexibility to work from home, work from your laptop, work from your cell phone, right. So for wherever it is, you may be, that's the new way of, of life right now. It's the new way of generating income. So uh, making sure that, that you have that ability. And then lastly, again, like, and that just ties into this last point. I mean, generating income online is, is really the direction um, that our world is going in right now. And so those are the four things that really jump out to me. What about you? I mean, all of the above. And again, it's like feeling a certain way while you're doing it again super blessed, super grateful that I went through what I went through so that it could land me here because my life has not changed much at all, you know, and, and I get to hold space for the discomfort that people are feeling that have had their life changed dramatically, that have their kids at home, that are learning how to homeschool, that are learning how to work from home, that are learning how to navigate their relationships, that are learning what it's like to have one person unemployed and the other person employed still. So these are all things that I know listeners are happening in your life right now because my clients are experiencing them. And I get to hold the space as the regulated person who's been working online, who's been generating income in all these ways, who's been working from home, who has a very structured schedule working from home, who knows how to do this, who gets way more done than I ever did at those corporate jobs ever, you know, and I haven't worked corporate for a really long time, but you know, I'm doing like continuing education. I'm like jamming through it so quickly. And then I'm being able to use it right away. Like I'm able to practice what I teach and what I learn. And this is coming from this freedom of having multiple streams of, of income, of having this flexibility of being able to hug a tree between clients. <laughs> and then also just this feeling of freedom that anything is possible that I really desire that's healthy for me. And that's generative. Have I been scared shitless during this thing at times? Yes. Have I leaned into the support that the government is offering? Yes. However, I'm also 
super generative. My yoga practice is stronger than it's been, you know, ever in my whole life. I mean, I'm learning new things about my body. And just, I just love to, to leave people from that space of like, how do they make this real? How do we make this real? And, you know, I'm a lot of storytelling. And then let's talk about what, because when I'm feeling those feelings, that's my purpose inside me. So let's, let's leave them with, with something. And y'all, if you have questions about any of this, you want to come closer, you want to know what our tribe is please, please, please click on the links, send us a message because we're ready to accept you and exactly where you are and to learn with you. Thanks so much for sharing that and for giving people that permission, right? I, I just really appreciate that you shared all of that because yeah, this, this situation, um, we, we all feel that fear, right? And so, and it is okay to lean in. And so that, that is all, I'm so glad you brought that up. So thank you. So yeah, we want to just end with how do you actually optimize this? Like what steps do you need to take to optimize the way you generate income, right? And the first thing that um, I know we've both explored in deep, you know, in, in much, much vast detail <laughs> is, is how to find your purpose. And I know that's kind of a really broad thing, right? Um, but to me, it doesn't have to be this big, complicated fact-finding thing. To me, it was like, what life experiences did I have that could be used for a, you know, to used as a vehicle to impact change, right? What life experience was prepping me to step into my purpose? So maybe that is the simple question you ask yourself, right? A lot of people get stuck with this. Well, what, you know, what, who do I want to serve? How am I going to brand my, you know, all this stuff. And it's really not that difficult. Like, like what, what life experience has prepped you um, to step into your purpose, right? And when your feet hit the ground in the morning, what excites you to talk about? And so I think starting there is, is a really easy place to like find that purpose right now. And then, then lastly, like think about, and how can that purpose be tied with something that's trending and relevant and needed in this time of history, right? And so that, that's the first thing of, of purpose. Amy, did you wanna jump in on that? Uh, I just wanna invite everyone again to like, just really feel into that always right like just feel into it and you know like go with it try it um you know the way that we try the way that we figure this out is by taking risks and exploring it and i know that justin and i can share a million stories offline with you if you're curious about it because like i'm still playing with it all the time and i when i feel when i feel like i belong to something which i so do with you jess and with our tribe and when I feel exhilarated, then I know I'm doing things on purpose. So that's everything. And we just have such a beautiful tribe to, to do that with. That's like, you know, everything. Oh, I love that. Like being able to live life on purpose. That's what it's all about, right? And, and I'll just reiterate how important community is and how important it is for you to not go to the dry well to ask people's opinions on what it is you should be doing if they don't live a life that you want to emulate, right? When I quit my job, um, my $150,000 a year job back in 2009, 
people thought I was crazy. And you know what? They, those people, I didn't ask their opinion because they didn't live a life that I wanted, right? So it's so important right now as you're kind of feeling into your core values, feeling into your purpose, feeling into what life experience has been prepping you this whole time to step into that purpose, to make sure that you are um, really, you know, asking the opinions of people that have what you want right? <laughs> Don't go back to the dry well. We say that in recovery, right? We say that in, in all aspects of mental health and mental wellness. Um, we really have to, that, that was a big thing for me, right? Moving outside of the opinions, especially of my close circle of friends and family and having to shift out of that and really align myself with people that had what I want, that were living the life that, um, you know, that I saw myself wanting to emulate and those sorts of things. So that, and coming into our community to help, help you figure that out. Um, yeah. And being, yeah. being amongst ins inspiration to, to be able to figure that out. Yeah. And if you find yourself just real life, if you find yourself trying to play small or feeling like shame or guilt because you want more, and you want to make some money around here and you want to feel like super pleasurable and you want like the nicer things in life or that you want your 98 accord and you want to eat all organic food, <laughs> like whatever it is, like feel into that and just be like this. When I'm around this person, I feel bad about this. So I don't want to be around this person no more. I mean, it's really that simple and it's hard and we grieve the people that are no longer in our life. And y'all, I've got a long list of people that I no longer associate with because I don't feel good when I'm with them. And I suffered through these relationships in the past thinking it was the right thing to do. Like, fuck that. Like if there is any time now that you want to be surrounded by people that get you, it's now. So good. Yeah. Mic drop, right? <laughs> So, so true. And, and then, uh, yes, yes, yes. And then the other thing too is like, now is the time to invest in yourself. Um, I can't say this enough. Even I have taken a step back and reinvested in myself during this time. And what I mean by that is, again, I've done another scan through my life, through my body, through my environment, what's important to me. And so I'm investing in, in better quality food and in my health and all sorts of things. We bought a Peloton, we reinvested in our CSA share, things like that without any guilt or shame, right? This is like, we, we take the money and we invest it in things that we feel will, will give us you know, a better quality of life. So really want to encourage you guys to do that as well. And then also to seek out mentorship and coaching, right? And make sure you're doing that um, by finding people that have what you want. And that is a really great, now is a really great time to do that. And Amy and I have both invested in so many areas oh, yeah. of our life. And, and it doesn't even, it doesn't even cross my mind now, you know, for like a thousand dollar program or a course, or, you know, if I'm really wanting to learn something, it like the money portion doesn't cross my mind at all. I'm just like, this is going to help me get to this next level. And that's also like a huge shift for me because I used to live in the scarcity world. Right. And now it's like, no, 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 I need this skill set in order to serve my community better, right? So now's the time to really invest in that. Yeah, and talk about generative, right? Like when I look at something, I'm like, this is going to be so generative to my life that like, you know, I'll figure this out and everything is figure outable and with support. So again, that's why, you know, we're like invited, invited to the tribe of people 
that believe in this stuff because we can figure it out together. If I have a question and, and I do have a question later, Jess, um, about something, then I'm like, I know who to go to because I have all these really high quality people in my life, community that are purpose driven, that believe in investing in themselves, right? So just to frame those three things up, it makes sense. And then it helps me to be more generative in all areas of my life. And, and that's felt in my relationships and my, with my clients, with, you know, my neighbors and, you know, it's going to start showing more and more and more in my bank account. And I ain't ashamed of that. Totally. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought all that up. And then lastly is, you know, I, I just so truly believe that you have to find a mechanism to give back. And so much of that, just um, talk about alignment. It aligns me with perspective when I do that, right? It gets me out of self and especially right now, um, being able to, to really step into perspective, I think is so important, right? Because yeah, this, this isn't affecting all of us equally. And so, you know, making that time, that service commitment of some sort, right, gets you out of self, it builds connection, you know, like we're talking about tribe, um, it helps with your mental health, right? And um, every time I volunteer, I just, it really reminds me that, yeah, I mean, it's just perspective. And I almost want to say it's like the ovarian lottery of birth, right? It just really puts things in perspective and um, allows me to see things differently and through other people's lenses, right? Um, it can also bring lots of fulfillment, right? Now's a really good time to do that, especially during this pandemic. That's, again, there's a lot of loss. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of struggle. And so how can we be part of that solution and to me, that's really, really, really fulfilling. And that just ties into that alignment piece so, so clearly. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, I mean, I'm just built to, to give back coming from first responders. I remember my grandma used to, um, in her little white handkerchiefs, used to leave food out for the homeless people in the street that we grew up on. And um, I just always remember like being around, like that's what we did. We helped each other out and we, you know, I really want people to hear this, like, oh, we're not, you're not in this alone. And isolating in, is not optimizing. And when you really get that, then that's the more reason to go get your crayons out and to go figure out what you, what your values are, what you want, how you want to align yourself, what you want to leave for your children. You know, legacy is so important for me, even though I'll never have children in this lifetime or never birth them. Legacy is so important to me. And my struggle is all over, the, my story is all over the place. And I feel so comfortable sharing it at this point because that's a legacy that I wanna lead people to know that it's okay. And you can look good on the outside and how you feel on the inside is everything. Because how I generate now is so different. And, and it is going to match beyond what I ever generated at that other time in my life. And I'm so grateful for that other time in my life simultaneously. And this is what it's all about. And talk about feeling mentally aligned, talk about mental wellness, you know, like I feel that. And I'm so grateful, so grateful. 
Awesome. Well, this was a great episode. So much fun um, being able to just speak to this and trying to articulate it in such a, an interesting time in our history. And Amy, I'm just so grateful for you and the wisdom that you bring to this podcast um, and into my own life and to all of our listeners. And so we hope this episode was helpful. And until next time. Yes. Until next time, y'all. <laughs>